You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com to start your free trial. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. On radio, the original social media and podcast and streaming and every which way you can hear Into Tomorrow. Welcome to the program for the weekend of Friday, March 19th, 2021. Glad to have you with us. In fact, delighted to have you with us in spite of my lack of voice still going on two months now. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. we got some tech news and commentary for you. And Steve in Illinois standing by to ask a question or make a comment or help another listener, whatever the case. Hey, did you know that there's a new thing on our website where folks can participate and we can hear them? I did because you told me last hour. Oh, well, that's good that you pay attention to the broadcast. Um, you want to tell them about it? Sure. Stop by intotomorrow.com and uh, anywhere on your on your phone, your tablet, your your computer. And over on the right side of the page, any page, you'll see a little microphone, a little red uh, microphone that says Ask Dave. Yeah. And it follows you as you scroll through the page. So it's yeah. always there. Right? It's little. Right there, right, waiting it's, for you. It's not obtrusive. It's not in your way. As you scroll, it just reminds you that, hey, if you want to ask us a question anytime about anything involving consumer tech, click it. It's always there, just like Clippy was on in Microsoft Word years oh, ago. Oh, God, don't compare us to Clippy. <laughs> do you miss Clippy? Sometimes I do. Sometimes, yeah. That's true. It was cute. Who remembers Clippy? Show of hands. Keep one on the wheel if you're driving. Ooh, a lot of people remember Clippy. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't, no, 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 we're not clipping. Okay. But if you, we're if, less obtrusive. Yes, but if you go to intotomorrow.com and you see that little microphone, you can click on it, and it'll allow you from your phone or your computer or your tablet to send us an audio question. You know, I hear that the guys at Into Tomorrow and the prize closet people are going to take several of those calls, if you will. Now, because we, we have app calls, we have phone calls, and we have web calls as well, and award some random prizes to some of the first few people who participate that way. And what does participate mean? It means you participate. Thanks. God, <laughs> I feed you these lines so I don't have to talk as much and give my poor little swollen inflamed vocal cords a rest. And that's all you do. It's really by uh, by joining us on the show with more than just an email, because you know while we while we love taking your email questions and answering them, we love even more hearing your voice. Not mine, lately. not yours. But what? Hey, <laughs> I mean, I'm just agreeing with you. But no, participating meaning if you've got a question about consumer tech, or if you want to help another listener. Maybe you heard us answer a call, and you say, "Oh, I can contribute to that too." Or here's my experience. Or we love those calls. Or some tech rage you want to share with us. Don't worry, we'll do all the bleeping necessary. Yeah, maybe you want to go on a five minute diatribe about how Comcast sucks. Oh, sorry, yeah, did I... Try to make it two or three minutes, Max, okay. though, because... Well, we'll, we'll cut, cut it f- down. Yeah, we'll cut it down. <laughs> uh, but you could do that, too. I mean, I could fill this entire three-hour show with about, you know, how Comcast sucks, but... Okay, I <laughs> smell a vacation for me finally coming, where you'll do a three-hour show on how Comcast sucks. 
it's funny because I go through my my uh, Facebook memories every day, and I, I'm thrilled – not thrilled, but I'm surprised <laughs> at how many times I get a Facebook memory that pops up when I've done another post about another time my Comcast internet was out. <laughs> <laughs> you should do an occasional post when it's up, which that's would be I'd fewer be, posts. Yeah, would, would, be, would be. Yeah. But you see, that's kind of the idea. By the way, if you did an app call in the last couple of months, I'm so sorry. We discovered a problem, much to our concern, that's being worked on, being fixed as we speak, maybe fixed by the time you hear this, where several people who are participating via the app, their call did not get to us. If we didn't address your call, please use the web call now or the 800 number or very soon, again, the app. Uh, we're pushing out a, an update once they fixed the SMTP email server, uh, Zix App River issues, et cetera, et cetera. But in the meantime, we apologize and we want to get to your call. So if you remember doing it in the last couple of months and think, you know, I didn't hear my call or their answer, that's what happened. And when you remind us, because we know where it comes from. We're going to make sure you get a cool prize. Tinder parent company Match says it's bringing background checks to its dating apps. Uh, Tinder will be the first to have Garbo, a female-founded nonprofit background check platform, integrated into its system later this year. The background check capabilities will be tested on Tinder over the next few months, with the system to be added to other Match dating apps in the U.S. after that. Garbo collects public records and reports of violence or abuse, such as restraining orders, harassment, arrests, and convictions. Mm. However, they say that due to uh, what they call inequity in the experiences of certain groups of people in the criminal legal system, Jeez. they exclude from its background checks any arrests made in relation to drug possession or traffic violations. Wow. So that's all I'm going to say about that, because, again, this is in a political show, but they said because of certain groups that, are, that tend to be in that more, they're going to not do those. Uh, I think I understand, but yeah. I'm not sure. But interesting, nonetheless, that they're doing some background checks to hopefully help people to not get ghosted. Yeah. If you don't have Netflix but want to see some of their original shows, there may be some hope. Netflix, which spent more than $17 billion on original content last year, that's a whole lot of money, is reportedly considering licensing its movies and shows to NBC Universal and Viacom CBS. So you may end up seeing some original Netflix shows on those platforms. Oh, and by the way, do you share your Netflix password or do you use someone else's? Well, listen up. Netflix, with more than 200 million paid subscribers, is now testing a new feature that could signal the start of an effort to crack down on password sharing. The streaming giant has launched a new test that displays a warning to some users that says, quote, if you don't live with the owner of this account, you need your own account to keep watching, close quote. Ooh. I saw that. It's kind of like the the new uh, the new tech equivalent of the FBI warning that would pop up on VHS yeah. tapes. Piracy. The, the piracy warning. That's true. So don't be surprised. We warned you if you get that, if you don't live with the account owner. So now your options are move in with the account owner or get your own account. It's probably cheaper to get your own account Yeah, if you get to that level. Sometimes it's emotionally cheaper to get your own account. My, you know, my ex-wife offered to share her Disney Plus login with me so my son can watch it, and I don't want to be beholden to her, so I'd rather pay for my own subscription than share hers. <laughs> the chairman of Taiwanese manufacturer Foxconn says the electronics giant is considering making electric vehicles at its mostly empty plant in Wisconsin, yeah. where the company originally planned to make LCD panels. 
Either that or Foxconn may make its EVs in Mexico. The decision will be made by July 1st, according to a statement at a press conference by Chairman Young Lu. Foxconn broke ground on the factory in Wisconsin in 2018 after netting some $4 billion in tax credits. Wow. The company promised it would invest $10 billion, build a 20 million square foot facility, and create 13,000 jobs, all to make LCD panels. Former President Donald Trump once called the site the eighth wonder of the world. The company said it wanted to build the Silicon Valley of the Midwest, calling it the Wiscon Valley. The Wiscon Valley. Because it was in Wisconsin. Got it. And Foxconn. Uh, And, of course, Foxconn, most notably known for building iPhones. Yeah. All the iPhones. And interesting if they can do electric vehicles. But I think they should just come to Wisconsin. Come, we're in Miami. You know what I mean. Come yeah. to the U.S. Uh, and build iPhones and electric cars if they'd like. But new, no, they're going. We had a tech news item I did last week about that. That they were moving a lot of their iPhone uh, construction or manufacturing to India. I believe it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and but why not the U.S. for crying out loud? Well, well, because under be, current things, who knows? It'll be easy, much easier to get tech support if they're there. <laughs> yeah, true. If they need to call tech support, it's a local to, call <laughs> to build an iPhone. It's a local call. Oh my God! FCC documents reveal a prototype streaming stick with 2K resolution under development by Walmart. <laughs> the device will use Android TV as a base and would likely cost less than 20 bucks, which, of course, is pretty cool. But that probably explains why it won't be a 4K device. Yeah. Because A, Walmart, and B, 20 bucks. So they can't quite get to 4K. But you think then, well, if, if a 2K is 20 bucks, can they do a 4K at 40 bucks? How about a 1K for 10 bucks? Yeah, no. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't want that. Um, but, the, you know, who knows? I just think it's a little odd that they're developing a 2K streaming stick. Interesting. I, I don't get it. But all right. Hey, more power to Wally World. Yeah. Google's next internet-connected home device will test whether consumers trust the company enough to let it snoop in on their sleep. New, what? <laughs> new sleep sensing technology will be a key feature on Google's latest version of its Nest Hub, which was unveiled this past Tuesday. If you allow it, the device will monitor your sleeping patterns from your bedside, negating the need to wear a fitness device or other potentially bothersome gadget in bed, including Google's own Fitbit that they mm-hmm. own. But the, that's creepy. Yeah. The feature, which Google intends to offer for free throughout the rest, throughout at least this year, relies on a new chip that Google calls Soli, S-O-L-I, which uses radar to detect motion, including the depth of a person's breathing. Google says that it honed the technology by studying 15,000 sleeping people over a combined 110,000 nights. Wow. Now, what I want to know is if those sleeping 15,000 sleeping people knew that Google was snooping. Yeah, maybe that's before they knew, before they announced they were doing this. It's yeah. like, oh, look at all this data we got we can sell to somebody. Yeah. But do you want to invite Google into your bedroom? And watch you sleep? Yeah. And check your breathing? I could see maybe a health tech advantage at some point for some people, but it's still creepy. Yeah, I'm still the guy that goes around making sure all the little cam- like the, the camera on my Echo Show is is blocked and covered. I you know I've got a, a brilliant switch that also has a camera. I make sure that's covered. You know I, I don't know that I, you know I wouldn't want something like that in my room. <laughs> Whereas I don't care if somebody happens to hack a camera of one of my security cameras or something. That's their business. You know don't, I don't want to complain or have anybody complain. It's like well who told you to look? <laughs> yeah. Get ready for a worldwide Easter egg hunt. It's that time of year, right? Using Google Maps, 
Chocolate brand Cadbury, have you heard about this, has launched a campaign that allows you to hide eggs anywhere on a map and then send clues to loved ones, sending them off on a hunt across the globe to find the brand's famous eggs. Participants will also have the option to buy and send real Cadbury eggs, of course, to their friends uh, as rewards. And by the way, in case you want to send me some actual Cadbury eggs, I love the cream and caramel ones. Just saying. And I don't ever get enough of them. I don't need them, but I love them. And a little treat once a year around Easter time? Why not? So again, the cream and caramel ones, or caramel, depending on how you want to pronounce it, are my favorites. Cadbury eggs. You can hide them if you'd like, as long as you give me a clue, because I will like to eat them. Mm -hmm. SpaceX filed paperwork with the Federal Communications Commission asking for approval to connect its Starlink satellites to vehicles, aircraft, and boats. The filing stated, quote, no longer are users willing to forego connectivity while on the move, whether driving a truck across the country, moving a freighter from Europe to a U.S. port, or while on a domestic or international flight, close quote. However, it does appear that they're not yet planning that for our cars, but rather just bigger trucks. We'll see if it ultimately, with all these Starlink satellites, how many they have up there now? They launched a bunch more just this last week. There's a whole bunch of them up there. So we'll see at some point, of course, it's going to be available. And if you're curious about Starlink and whether Elon Musk's satellite Internet tech is right for you, you'll want to check out this week's Into Tomorrow Tech Newsletter. We've got a story in there about that. And how does one subscribe if they don't already get our free once-a-week tech newsletter? It's so easy. Is it? You go to intotomorrow.com, and a box should pop up, a little white and red box, asking for your email address. You put the email address in there, and that's all you got to do until you get the email saying, hey, you sure you want this? Yeah. And of course you're sure well, because I don't think we say it quite <laughs> I'm, I'm, that way. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, because it's a double opt-in thing because we don't spam anyone. So if somebody else puts your email address in and you get that email and you go, I didn't ask for this. Well, then but you Yeah, can, but I want it anyway. So let me click the link. Well, that's true too. You could do that. <laughs> but the important thing is that you'll get a, a little subsequent email that says just click here to confirm. Boom, you're in. And then once a week, you'll get our tech newsletter. So you'll have this particular Starlink story as well in this week's tech newsletter. Oh, love that. And you do it again at intotomorrow.com. It's really that easy. Steve in Lake Villa, Illinois, listens to the free podcasts, and we love you for it. He's one that did manage to get through and uh, use the app for a call. Hey, Steve. Hi, Chris. Hi, Dave. Huh? You're my tech gurus. So what happens is my friends have a tech question. They come to me because I can get them answers. So here's me asking the question because I couldn't get the answer this time. (laughs) I have a friend whose mother-in-law does not have cable or Wi-Fi, but she does have a smart TV. He wants to stream his YouTube videos from his phone to the TV. Can he do this without Wi-Fi in the house? And the smart TV obviously not connected to Wi-Fi? Well, Steve, we can't tell you for sure without more information, but it's almost certainly a no. Depending on the phone your friend is using, it may be possible to connect it using a physical cable between the phone and the TV's HDMI port. But the smart functions of smart TVs typically assume and require Wi-Fi. Now, most smart TVs don't even feature any out-of-the-box mirroring for phones, so that's already a potential hurdle. But even the ones that do still normally require Wi-Fi. 
Yeah, it might be possible to get around that by using the phone's own hotspot. Now, this also depends on the specific phone. Uh, but he'll still have to deal with mirroring not necessarily being a feature of the smart TV itself. Now, since most smart TVs have access to a YouTube app, the most viable solution may be to connect the TV to the phone's hotspot and rather than mirroring the video, just allow the TV to play it natively through its own app. Hopefully that'll work as well. But, Steve, that's a good question that, again, I wish we could wave a magic wand and give you a very standard stock answer. But it doesn't really exist in that sense. So let's see what he can accomplish. And then do please let us know, because it'll help other listeners as well. Meantime, we invite everyone to stop by our site, please, at intotomorrow.com. Text messages. Message data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text STAY to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text STAY to 321321. That's S-T-A-Y to 321321. Another fun Into Tomorrow tech tidbit for you. The oldest webcam stream online today is the San Francisco Fog Cam and has been operational since 1994. That's two years before this show even started. That's old. I mean, even started. <clears throat> yeah, you can tell the vocal cords aren't playing nice. Anyway. But that is old. My gosh, that's 28 years it's been webcamming. Hopefully still streaming now that I've mentioned it. I should have had you check that. I'm Dave Graveline. Welcome back Into Tomorrow. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. Text RADIO to 35000 to get more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 3500. And stay tuned. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll be chatting with Nick Rossman. He's the Global Threat Intelligence Lead with the IBM Security X-Force. He's going to talk to us about a study on how cyber attacks evolved in 2020. Yeah, pretty fascinating stuff. Scary stuff as well. So do stay tuned for that. It's time for our Epoch History Feature. IFK is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With this week's look back at IFA's historic past. Here's Chris Graveline. And of course, don't forget to play along with us in your car or listening on your stream or podcast or otherwise. Line, 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 line. Okay. The breakthrough for magnetic recording came in 1933 with the invention of the first recorder named Magnetophone by German Edward Schuller. One year later, the chemical company BASF finished the development of the necessary magnetic tape, coating an acrylic tape with iron. In 1935, Schuller's lab model, together with the tape by BASF, became reality at the big German Funkausstellung with the Magnetophone K1 by AEG. Stevie, I'm so 
The first tape recorder in the world was a sensation at this show, which today is called simply IFA. That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. And very cool. Hopefully, voice notwithstanding or lack of voice notwithstanding, we'll be there in person this year for our, I think, 18th year. I'm losing track, but it's our 18th year broadcasting from IFA in Berlin in September. Do stay tuned for that. And if you're looking to escape and uh, we're all allowed to go from the U.S. to the EU, then hopefully you all can join us as well. It's open to the public. Such a cool city and a great show, IFA. So do stay tuned for that. When you call in and participate on the program, when we hear your voice, you win some fabulous prizes. we got a bunch for you. From TurboTax, we've still got online codes good for any of their products to help you file your income tax fast and easily. We've got a fun new way to manage your tech rage. We're sending out some pet peanuts. Benji Lock has provided some fingerprint padlocks. The key is at your fingertips. From LFO Infrared E-Therm ear, uh, ear and Forehead Thermometers for People of all ages. <laughs> Turtle Beach, also for people of all ages, has provided a Stealth 700 wireless gaming headset. Oh, and check this out from Infinicore. Wally Grip detachable wallet grip and stand for your smartphone. And while there's no promises or guarantees, mention a couple of those items that you think might be helpful to you when you call in. And we'll do our best to get one of those to you. 800-899-INTO. Intotomorrow.com. Amid an ongoing pandemic, political transition, market volatility, and economic uncertainties in the U.S. and abroad, staying on track financially is a challenging task right now. Alex Gonzalez is a wealth manager and financial planning expert. Alex, what is the difference between building wealth and merely preserving it? Individuals focused on growth are really looking into the future with certain goals in mind. Then you have those that are focused more on preserving their wealth. In preserving assets, you're really focused on maintaining your purchasing powers. You want your dollar tomorrow to be worth as much as it is today. Is now the time to be aggressive or to play it safe? We recommend a long-term balanced approach that allows for reasonable appreciation combined with some downside protection. There's a lot of emotion tied to money in the markets, and you've got to have a plan. you got to keep long-term, execute, and stick to what is important. For more information, you can reach out to regions.com slash wealth management. We're happy to address these questions and, and a lot more in terms of financial planning. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline during our 26th year on the air, covering the latest in consumer tech, gadgets and gizmos and products and services, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. And we're even more delighted when you're tuned in, of course, but also when you participate on the program. If your local radio station doesn't carry all three hours of our show, have no fear. You can snag our free podcasts from wherever you get your podcasts or certainly at intotomorrow.com and participate on the program because we love hearing from you, our audience. We'll answer your questions, hopefully solve your digital dilemmas, deal with any consumer tech issues you may have. And you can do it anytime at your convenience, 24-7. You can call the 800 number. It might be the old-fashioned way, but it still works. And that's 800-899-INTO. 800 
877-899-4686. Or we love it even more when you use the audio option on our free Into Tomorrow app. So again, snag that wherever you get your apps. Cyber attackers spent 2020 tricking consumers with all kind of spoofed brands like Adidas, or as we learn when we're in Germany, Adidas, and Amazon. Here to talk about a study on how cyber attacks evolved in 2020 is the Global Threat Intelligence Lead with IBM Security X-Force. And that's Nick Rossman. Nick, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Fascinating results about the kinds of things that you guys have been looking into and how especially these dirt bags, I say that as a former police officer as well, have been targeting all sorts of people and especially as it relates to COVID-19. I mean, that's, you know, it's, that's lower than whale poop as far as I'm concerned. You know, I mean, come on, these people. It's amazing. Absolutely, Dave. You, you know, what we've saw the uh, IBM Security X-Force team, and as we look back to last year, attackers are using some of the tried-and-true methods like phishing to impersonate brands that you know and love or companies that you trust. And that could be via a text message or an email, but they were also using themes from COVID-19, saying that they were with the World Health Organization or hawking PPE and uh, N95 masks even trying to take advantage of people with their stimulus checks. Oh, that's that's just, like I said, it's the worst. And the fact that we have to continue to work on protecting ourselves from all sorts of cyber attacks on a regular basis. Then we add, you know, the COVID nonsense and, you know, the pandemic issues. And you've got to be extra careful. Uh, no doubt you guys have, have uncovered all kinds of common types of cyber attacks. What are the most uh, prevalent ones that consumers may experience? You know, uh Stolen identities is one of the key things, but, you know, the other area is spooked brands. So the attackers create websites that look like uh, the brands that we trust. So that could be those that were a part of our digital toolkit in the pandemic to keep us connected. Companies like Facebook or uh, PayPal, Microsoft, Google, they'll look have a website where maybe there's an O that's replaced with a zero. Um, so they try to rely on our trust in these brands that we're going to all the time uh, to get us to click unrecognizably uh, where they might try to steal our credentials and install malware or get our credit card information. And there's nothing that these brands themselves are doing wrong. It's just what the attackers have in mind. Yeah, we tell our audience all the time for all of these 26 years we've been on the air, don't just click links if you're not expecting it, if you don't know who it's from. And even if you mouse over it, that should give you an indication that, as you say, if you see an O is is a zero and, you know, it looks close to maybe being legitimate, but not quite. Well, if it's from your bank and it is your bank... Go directly. Don't click a link. Go directly to their website from your computer or your phone. Don't click these links so that you know you're going where you need to go. So I'm glad you bring that up because it's something we try to remind our audience about all the time. And yet we're all susceptible to these kind of things and sometimes click on them that we think is from an appropriate uh, sender. And it isn't. 
Now, what are the oh, you talked about uh, spoofed brands? I'm wondering what uh, some of the top spoofed brands. I know that uh, Adidas, or we again, we're told by the Adidas people when we're in Europe, it's called Adidas. Uh, but they they kind of became a, a Yeezy target, if you will, for scammers. Uh, tell me about uh, things like that that you guys are are uncovering more and more of. Absolutely. So as we were tracking these spoofed brands last year, our top ten for the first time had a consumer brand, Adidas, that was among those spoofed by cyber criminals. And we went back to say, hey, what was driving this? Was it people trying to get sweatpants during the pandemic? Well, as we looked, we saw Adidas drop two big sneakers last year. Um, the Superstar, as well as the Yeezys, with Kanye West kicks, Um, that were a billion-dollar piece of revenue, according to Adidas. Well, attackers knew this as well, and they are trying to, you know, attach themselves to Kanye's stardom, Kanye's social media influence, and stood up sites that were trying to hawk his kicks. Mm. And they looked really convincing, and the websites themselves, you know, changed words around with Adidas. They were pretty short links, and... It's all to get sneakerheads, people who are interested in those Yeezys, to be able to click. And it could have been to steal information from them, their credentials, or even credit card information. It would be simple for the attacker and reliable if they're trying to sell shoes for several hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. It could be a big payday for them with these sites. Oh, for sure, especially when somebody thinks, wow, I've got to have those. That's amazing. And, yeah, they look like they're the real thing. So here's my credit card. Send me a pair. Not only do they never get the pair of sneakers, but they get ripped off for all sorts of other things now that they have their credit card info. Absolutely. It's amazing. And, and of course, what industries, because we talk about consumers, you know, we're all targets for the various things. But what industries were also the biggest targets for cyber attacks? You know, critical industries changed during the pandemic. We typically think of them as energy companies or telecom. But the industries that were hit the most were often in manufacturing, healthcare as well. And, you know, in the manufacturing industry, it goes back to ransomware attacks. And a ransomware attack is when the attacker gets on your network and they freeze your computer. You get a note there. You can't log in. And it says, hey, you've got to pay us. Uh, to get your information back. And sometimes they don't even give you back your information if you do pay. And manufacturing companies are great targets for this because they're running 24 by 7, whether that's getting new shipping info, info in via the invoicing system or just trying to run their plants all the time. And then the other area was healthcare. And about 30% of the attacks that we saw had something to do with ransomware in the healthcare industry. And Dave, imagine you go to the hospital in the middle of the pandemic, you go to the nurse's station to check in, nurse looks up to you and says, I'm really sorry, I, I cannot check you in. My computer has been ransomed. I can't even log in. Oh. And these are the type of devastating attacks that have occurred in healthcare, manufacturing, but also state and local governments and uh, school districts. And Nick, when you talked about ransomware, I know that your IBM research showed that nearly one in four attacks observed last year were ransomware. I wouldn't have thought it would have been that many. That's that's incredible. The business is booming if you're a ransomware operator. You know, we saw one particular group that we track 
they could have earned about $120 million. That's just one group. There's oh. dozens of them. This is big, big business for the bad guys. And that, of course, brings up the obvious, Nick, and that is what can companies and those of us consumers, how can we better protect ourselves from cyber attacks? Well, I think there's key three, you know, three key things. One, history tends to repeat itself. So be aware of what's coming in 2021 related to COVID-19, of course, right? We're going to see some of the same themes, PPE, stimulus checks. You know, news about vaccine distribution that the attackers are going to seize on. I think, you know, I cannot emphasize enough, Dave, as you brought up with your, uh, your listeners, listen, be aware of where you're clicking. It's so important. I think that message can't be repeated enough. It's how the attackers get into our environments, get into our credentials. You really got to be aware. I think, too, as you're managing your own accounts, make sure you're changing your passwords. Now, these things sound really, really simple, but it's vital. You can't have the same password on your bank account, your corporate email, your personal email, your Amazon account. It just makes you more susceptible to attacks. And if you're an organization, turn on two-factor authentication. Make sure that's enabled with the platforms you use. That can be a little bit annoying. I understand it's when you get that extra message on your phone when you're trying to log into your email. Mm -hmm. But it can be something simple for consumers and companies to do and make it a little bit more frustrating for attackers. And Nick, great, great points. And and, and yeah, it, it is a little irritating sometimes. But you know what? If you get used to the fact that, okay, I got to have my phone nearby anyway, so I'm going to get a code. Usually it's a six-digit code, and then I'm going to put it in my computer, and then they know it's me. Well, be thankful for that, <laughs> because if it was somebody else trying to log in, you suddenly get a code, and you say, for what? I didn't request a code. Well, there you go. Now immediately go in and change your password, too, because they are getting that far into an account or a, a platform or whatever else. And that's enough to let you know that there's an issue. So fix it right away before it becomes a bigger issue. And where can our audience go for more info? If you want to read the report, go to ibm.biz slash threat index. 2021, you can read about X-Force's findings from last year and get some more security recommendations. Terrific. And, of course, IBM.com slash security, also where you can see where IBM is helping to put security everywhere to help us all thrive in the face of uncertainty. Nick, you're a delight to chat with. I look forward to getting you back because there's so much more that we even barely scratched the surface on. We want to Make sure and stay on top of this. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Nick Rossman, the Global Threat Intelligence Lead with IBM Security X-Force. And again, IBM.com slash security will let you see what he and his team are up to on a regular basis. While you're online, be sure to hit us up at intotomorrow.com. I'm back with much more as we bring you further into tomorrow right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. 
Welcome back into tomorrow with another tech tidbit for you to share. The first computer virus ever created was called Creeper way back in 1971. Shortly after this virus was created, Reaper was created as the world's first antivirus. I think that's pretty cool. Creeper and Reaper. And see, necessity is the mother of all invention. It somebody came is. out with a virus, then uh, well, now we need an antivirus. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible thing, but I'm glad somebody was smart enough to come up with the antivirus then. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. It's easy to give your own podcast a try. No contracts or cancellation fees. Go to blubrry.com and start your free trial. It's blueberry without E's, without the two E's that would normally be in blueberry. Yes, and now I want pie. With uh, ice cream on top. Yeah. Yeah. Mike in Dover, Delaware, listens on WDEL. Hello, Mike. My Windows PC has trashed itself. Oh. I need to replace it. I'm open to suggestions. I'm a disabled veteran, and money is not uh, growing on trees for me. So I need something that works well but is inexpensive. I hear you, Mike. Uh, The best laptop for you will depend, of course, on what you want to do with it and, of course, what your budget truly is. Uh, For example, for about $650, you can get an Acer Nitro 5 with a 256-gig SSD, a Core i5 chip, and a gaming-compatible graphics card. If you need to go lower than that, for about 400 bucks, you can get a Lenovo IdeaPad Flex 5 with 128 gig of RAM and a Core i3 chip, but it would be somewhat limited by Windows 10 Home S mode, which seeks to increase security by only allowing you to install software from Microsoft's own store. Yuck. And yeah, for around $350, you can look into a Dell Inspiron 13 5000, which comes with a Core i5 chip and up to 8 gig of RAM and 256 gig of SSD storage. This model comes with a regular Windows 10, so you won't be limited by the software available by Microsoft. If you only really need to use online apps, then maybe a Chromebook, like the $250 Lenovo Chromebook Duet, might work for you. But that means no native software. Everything will require an online app, like Google Docs, online email, and so forth. Yeah. Now, Mike, keep that in mind, because if really what you need is just online stuff, if you're doing email and web surfing, and and think about it. Now, do you need native programs installed on a laptop? If so, then yeah, you're going to have to go laptop. But if the answer is no, actually, not really. Everything I can do online, even what do they, they change the name every week, it seems, but Microsoft Office or Microsoft 365 now or something, where you get Office and Outlook and all of that. That's all online based now anyway. So that might be the better way to go. And for only 250 bucks, a good Chromebook would solve a lot of problems for you and be very inexpensive and yet get the speed and, and access to everything you need. And many Chromebooks allow you to put a, a USB drive on it so that you can at least download and save some files if you need to. Yeah, that's a good point. So do let us know, will you, Mike, what you end up doing, because it will help others uh, with a similar issue. And we're always looking for listeners helping other listeners as well. Intotomorrow.com. Check it out. my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with Geeks On Site. Our geeks literally come on site. 
No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way so you can feel empowered and then help others at home or in your office. Better yet, don't have time for tech support to come to you? Let us remote into your desktop or laptop, and one of our geeks will instantly walk you through. We offer affordable prices on our remote services and IT support. You and those in your office will never have to wait hours to have your technical questions answered. Get your free computer diagnosis today with your very own geek. Get started now and we'll help you instantly. Call 855-399-9886. 855-399-9886. That's 855-399-9886. Into Tomorrow continues, but continues even better with your participation. Let us hear you on the show. Chris is about to give you the 800 number, but we have another cool new way for you to be heard. That is when you visit intotomorrow.com on any device, your computer, your tablet, your phone. Look on the right-hand side, and you will see uh, a little microphone and a little red box, and it says, Ask Dave. You can click on that. And literally, ask us any question, make a comment, help other listeners, whatever the case. And again, you'll notice that at intotomorrow.com, some special prizes to the first big handful of folks that use that app call feature. I am Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And that number he mentioned to call and participate is 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Anytime, 24-7, 365. Unless it's a leap year, then it's 366 because we don't even take the leap day off. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Know before you go high or low with customizable alerts and alarms. Visit dexcom.com. Carlos in Austin, Texas listens online. Hey there. Hello, Dave. I am currently backing up my laptop and trying to transfer all my data from my old to my new laptop. And I would like to know if there is any software that is reliable and it's free or low cost uh, for Windows in the sense of backing up my computer and my data, my photos and everything. Well, Carlos, for a free option, you can look at EaseUS or EaseUs, if you will. It will allow you to back up your whole system to an external drive, back up and access specific files, or partition a drive on your new computer to keep a backup there. EaseUs also allows you to make incremental backups. So as you use your new computer, you can keep your backup up to date. Now, in this case, it sounds like you want to transfer the data, which this freeware should be able to let you do. Yeah, now there's also quite a few paid options like Laplink PC Mover and Acronis True Image, but you know those again are, are a little pricey. Now we should mention that Windows 10 includes an out-of-the-box migration assistant, so yeah, that transfer might work for you as well. There you go. Plus, we've got our show notes with more info at intotomorrow.com. Do check it out. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, 
Use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and Netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Into Tomorrow. 